Hello, I'm Fabian Ballo, and this is SEO in 2024. Fabio, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? I would say now, like in 2024, more than ever, being strategic with your content. Being strategic with your content. Okay, let's uh, unpack that a bit. So being strategic, our SEO is not strategic at all at the moment with their content. Look, I feel like um, I, I just come from Brighton SEO, right? Like I, I was at Brighton SEO not too long ago. And um, I'm going to say approximately 80% of all talks had AI about them. And I think we're, we're missing a huge mark with it. I think with the introduction of SGE now as well, everyone is just macro focused on like almost creating as much content as possible with this new tool, you can create 200 articles a, a month, you know, right. and it's like, <laughs> and, and, and then all of a sudden we're, we're really forgetting what's perhaps the, the most important aspect of a website and is to provide the, the real, the real value to your pot potential visitors. Right. And for that, I believe that strategy shouldn't go anywhere and should always be at the forefront. It shouldn't be about quantity and it should be always about quality, you know, so. Although a lot of SEOs out there would disagree with me with uh, long-form content and having as much content as possible on your site, I, I've, I've always disagreed. I've, I've seen websites, I've had my own clients' websites with uh, less than 50% of pages in comparison to their competitors, outranking them greatly, you know, just by having quality content and strategic content placed on their site, right? So to be more strategic than ever before. Like, you know, like really, really honing in the fact that what is it that the user needs and what is it that the user wants to be reading about rather than creating as much content as possible using the power of AI, as good as it is. So how, how often do you need to sit down to define a content strategy? And what does that content strategy look like? I mean, you said be led by users, but um, what does that mean in terms of... Um, where the strategy leads you to what needs to be created. So it's it's funny that you're asking me that because I was actually talking about that with a with a client uh, a few a few hours ago this morning. Right, the client is very passionate about the product that he sells. I mean, he's he's a business owner with an e-commerce shop. He gets the new products and he believes that because he's the first one in the market to have those products, he's going to to be able to sell them very well. Right, but then you look at it and let's say three months down the line, that there's no, there's not enough demand for that product. So it, it almost doesn't matter how, how good the strategy is and what, what sort of product we're trying to sell. From an SEO perspective, demand, demand is, is important, right? Like we, we can always try and target those more sort of long tail keywords with less, less search volume behind them and less of a keyword difficulty, I guess, but Again, again, the demand is so important. So when, when it comes to preparing your strategies and sort of linking it back with my main point of user-generated or user-enriched uh, strategies, I would say, like, we, ha we have a lot of tools. And, like, I'm, I mean, I find Google Search Console extremely helpful, right, for all of this. It's so interesting to always marry up your, like, let's say your performance of, over the course of six months and understand what's bringing impressions onto your site, what's bringing those clicks to your site and seeing what all of a sudden, what is it that is dropping and why is it dropping? And then you go ahead and look at it and, you, and it's normally because it's not dropping because demand is, is no longer there. It's normally dropping because competitors have created something new um, in terms of content, something more, more recent than you have. 
and that's now overtaken, right? So you can then instantly tell that, hey, like for giving the example that I was giving about my client, right? You can then tell that the demand is there because your competitors are writing, are writing about it, and then you can see the traffic that those competitors are getting, and, and you're like, okay, the demand is certainly still there. And then you can, you can sort of dictate the, the way your strategy should be moving forward. I think it's always so important to ensure that a lot of your customers will come to you with demands on what they think is best for their own websites, right? But making decisions based on data-driven decisions shouldn't go anywhere, right? So, so making decisions based on that data and your content, again, that's, I believe will be, will be key going forward. Okay, so you've used the word demand a lot. You've obviously talked about users a lot as well. And you've talked about Search Console, which to a certain degree is a historical snapshot, what's been successful in the past. How do you determine what's going to be successful in the future and what you need to focus on over the coming year from a content perspective? So it's, it's a good question, right? I mean, understand, understanding whatever market you're serving is, is key, right? Again, following on with the example I was just giving you about uh, like about my, my client, they've been a client of ours for about three years now. So we understand the industry really well. I'm not going to say exactly what the industry is, but we understand what the sort of the future trends will be based on what's going on in, in, in today's world, right? Like they, let's just say that they are in a restricted market. Do, do you need to have conversations with your customers to understand that? Or do you just intuitively understand that through conversations with the client? No, so, so the conversations with the client always helps because they are ingrained in the industry, right? Like, especially if they're a business owner, they, they more often than not, depending on how busy you are as, as an individual in, in that specific account, more often than not, they'll probably know more about the industry than you may perhaps do, right? So the, 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 the sort of collaboration element alongside the client is important. But you're right, right? Like, uh, I think the more that you work in an account as well, the more you also get to find out about that industry. You, you are constantly analyzing competition. You're constantly reading about what's going on in that specific industry so that your future strategies are based on uh, real life stuff that you, that you are identifying when doing your research, right? But I think the collaboration side of things is important because I could easily come up with something simply because, hey, like based on the, these 15 competitors I've analyzed plus these uh, sort of articles I've read about the, your specific industry, I think this is best. And perhaps they may have an insight that I don't, right? Like, which, I, which is why I think the, the sort of collaboration is important. But to, to sort of ans- answer your initial point about how to define something for the future without quite knowing the sort of demand they may generate or like without quite understanding, without really having the data there. Sometimes it's important to take risks. When you identify something that, uh, based on past experiences, for example, may like you can almost predict that it's going to work. Let's let's say, for example, a a product that improves a previous product that j- has just come into the market. It really allows you to then go ahead and create create that those content strategies or those co- or, or those content articles and ensure that waiting for on a th- three to six month month basis until you you really are able to see if if it worked or not. So taking the risks to almost be the first ones to put something out there is, is, a, good, is a good way of doing it. And you mentioned SGE as part of yep. your introduction. So how should that impact content strategy? And should you almost, shouldn't SEO almost be taking risks in order to attempt to rank for the popular likely questions for their industry? I mean, yeah, uh, for sure. Right, really understanding sort of 
user behavior when it comes to to those sort of questions is it, it will be it'll be important. I mean, the way that the, the way content is going to be presented on Google is completely going to change in a lot of industries, not all, because uh, um, based on my sort of experience testing it, it doesn't look so far, at least it doesn't look like it's going to affect all industries. But for those industries that, that SG is present for, the way content is presented will be completely different, right? Like it, it clearly just places complete emphasis on user experience and engagement on, on those articles on your website, as well as how relevant it is for the user, right? So I just feel like the introduction of SG just means that traditional SEO sort of techniques need to be adapted to align with the sort of evolving search landscape, right? Like the sort of, is what I was saying right at the start, right? Like when you have something like an AI writing tons of content, it will always miss the sort of user experience aspect when it comes to the way it defines, like the, the human side of things, right? So I think SGE will really account for that, which is why we've had so many updates in terms of like the helpful content update, the EEAT update, right? Like everything is sort of placing emphasis into that sort of user experience and almost human experience. So I think, I think SGE will really hone in on that. And, and for that, we, we need to sort of adapt and change the way we do things in the SEO industry. And what sort of metrics will SGE be looking at to demonstrate that the content that you offer offers great user experience? It's a good question. And, and one that I actually am not quite sure that Google themselves know, know it just yet, right? Like based on, on, on my experience practice, um, testing it out, because it, it, it gives you answers that right now that they, they don't feel very relevant a lot of times. However, I, th I think going forward, things like um, the trustworthiness behind whatever you're writing on your site will be important. So having things like reviews, say, for example, under specific products will, will become ever more present than, than it was before because it almost adds that level of credibility to the product that you may be describing on, on your site. Things like case studies, quotes within the specific articles that you're writing. For example, if you are writing an article about the best res restaurants in London, for example, right? Like having almost real people giving quotes for those specific articles will really help. I think we need to start thinking a little bit outside the box, which again, uh, bringing it back to, to my very initial point, I think AI will always sort of miss the mark with that. With that. I think bringing in real life experiences into the articles that you're writing, whether it's based on quotes, as I'm saying, whether it's based on videos that you're then creating, sort of getting their point across from that specific video. Because even right now with case studies, a lot of them may feel made up, but perhaps we need to change the way we create those case studies, right? Like perhaps it needs to be a lot more interactive in terms of those videos, a quick 30 second video, plus then the text to add that sort of level of credibility to, to the article that you're writing. I think things like that is, is what Google then measure their, their, will take their answers from to, to use on SGE. Would you ever advise a client to block AI from accessing and, and using their content? It's a good question, right? Like it, it, you're asking me this now and in my mind, I'm like, no. Right, like because I, I, I always want my clients to come across as the, as the thought leaders in their space, right? I'm just hoping that Google take a little, a, a, a leaf out of Bing and really give credit, give. So cite, cite the sources more. 
Exactly, right? Like it, it's, I think it's important to really give the props to those that, that they're getting the information from, you know, like, and, and again, by, by using it so far, they, they're not doing it. They're doing it in some instances, but it's still not good enough. They, they really should, should cite where they're getting that information from because then no, no SEO ever would tell a client or would advise a client to block it. If they don't do that, then we're more likely than not going to be heading that way, right? Because everyone works extremely hard in creating what we believe is really good content or quality content for then Google to come in with an extremely powerful and expensive uh, robot and, and steal the content away from you and, and get all the clicks themselves, right? Like it's, it's really not something that is fair in, in what we're trying to do, but not, not always things are fair when it comes to Google, is it? <laughs> If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? <laughs> I mean, it'd be quite easy for me to say from, from my position right now, but I guess I'm going to relate it back with my initial point with the whole strategic side of things, right? Like you really need to ensure that you are, that you stop doing the, the little things and really focusing on, on, on what's to come, right? Like it, it's very easy for us sometimes to just focus on the present and then the moment that we have something in front of us is when we, you know, like we try to, to scramble, around, uh, scramble about and within three months adapt to the new thing. It's almost like we, we should be proactive. We know it's here. We know it's coming. You know, like we know, we, we're living in it right now. So let's just ensure that, that we're proactive about it. We're learning as much as possible about it. And, and we are starting to adapt our strategies ahead of it right now, rather than just waiting until it's in front of our faces and all our competitors that have done their homework are beating us on the Serbs. Abi Umbalo is Chief, Chief Executive Officer at Viaduct Generation. You can find him over at seo.viaductgen.com. Fabio, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you, David. It was a pleasure. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com.